Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows LIVE presents our live on-air calling show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Ah, humbug! Now that's responsive. It's my favorite holiday. But all this year's been a busy blur. Don't think I have the energy. You ask my already bad brush because it's tis the season. The perfect gift for me would be completions and connections. Do you have a concern, or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling one. 646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L-I-V-E show page at Blog Talk Radio. We're excited. Give us a listen and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L-I-V-E show page at Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in on this holiday weekend. Uh, I appreciate you listening. My name is Hi C, and I am your host for this month's call-in show. Um, I host a couple of other shows here, one called Revolution, which airs on the second Sunday of each month, and also the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist on the second Tuesdays of each month. This is our monthly call-in show every fourth Sunday of the month where it's a one entire show devoted to you and your opportunity to call in and receive a reading live during the show. Um, I work primarily with Tarot, but pull in from a few other things as well, such as astrology and numerology, and um, can offer some ritual, magical suggestions and that kind of thing. Um, uh, We rotate in these shows, and oftentimes there will be other uh, hosts of shows that are also hosting and using different types of tools and modalities. So I encourage you each month to tune in, see who is hosting, what kind of things that they do, how they go about doing it, and maybe even get a reading from different people using different tools to see what kind of different information might come up for you. You can listen to any of the shows here on Blog Talk Radio that have aired previously in the archives um, at blogtalkradio.com slash live. You can also find those on iTunes. That is Easy enough just to go into the iTunes store, search for Firefly Willows or the name of one of our shows. It'll pop right up and you can listen, download or subscribe from there. You can always like us on our page. Now you'll notice if you go to our Facebook page, we're in the process of changing our name for the new year over to Soul Vox, giving voice to the soul. And that is our... 
new name and new brand that we'll be implementing as the year progresses. Uh, but I would encourage you to come over to our Facebook page. You can still find it actually at facebook.com slash Firefly Willows. Uh, and like the page, comment, ask questions, send us a message, um, offer insights you might have about something you hear on one of the shows uh, to add to the conversation that might come up. Um, my uh, my personal website is net, where you can find information out about me. I offer private sessions, both in person as well as via FaceTime, Skype, uh, or uh, phone. And that way, anywhere in the world, if you're if it's in person, it's in the San Francisco Bay Area, just so you know. Um, but you could be anywhere in the world, and we can do a session with no problem. Uh, and I'm happy to do that. I offer uh, certainly sessions using Tarot and looking into any questions, areas of life, issues that you might have going on or need additional insight and information around. I also offer consultations for rituals and for, they're called magical remedies, but for things that we can do to perhaps help generate the kind of energy we need around things to create what we want, to bring about a change, to help stimulate something happening in our lives. So I encourage you to uh, visit my website, tarotbyhighc.net. You can also send me an email, highc at tarotbyhighc.net, um, or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash tarotbyhighc. We'll take you to my Facebook page, which you can like, or you can send me a message through there as well. Um, but I'm happy any way that you want to contact me. I'm happy to uh, give you more information or to set up a time for us to do a more in-depth session. So today you have the opportunity to call in or Skype in, connect in from the show page uh, in order to receive a reading live during the show. And I would encourage you, if you would like to get into the queue, to do so either from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. So I think that's all of the housekeeping that I need to do for the moment. Um, what we will do is go ahead and move to our first caller. And this is someone who is calling from area code 845. Are you there, caller in area code 845? Yes, I am. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Barbara, and I'm calling you from New York. Well, welcome to the show, Barbara. Thanks for calling in. Hopefully you're having a nice holiday season. I am. Actually, the biggest highlight is uh, I'm having these... Flood of synchronicities. Um, it, it's, I've been challenged trying to come up with a, a, focusing it down to a question. For two weeks, it's just been synchronicity after synchronicity. And as I sit here and um, attempt to connect the dots to put together a you know, message, um, what, what I've come up with is that I'm going to be taking a trip in 2016 to Mount Shasta, and it's going to be a life-changing event. So, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to just say that one of the things I've come up with is that I feel there's a possibility that part of that trip is that I'm going to have an expansion of my consciousness to reintegrate that part of me that was of the Atlantis time and that I'm finally ready to reintegrate that level of consciousness. 
How's that for <laughs> bold <laughs> to say that? Oh, well, you know, it's not like you said you were, you know, dealing with the Pleiades, so you're keeping it simple for us. Thank you. No, I kid, well, I, I kid. That the, what, who I'm going to meet is myself. It's going to be an expansion and mm-hmm. a reintegration of a part of myself, not so much, you know, walking up the mountain, which I've done before, and looking at a, a spaceship or something. <laughs> I think it's more of a personal expansion experience. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, if, I, if I'm on the wrong track, I don't want to invest energy in that image because I don't want to set up an expectation, which then in turn sets me up for disappointment. So. Right. So I, I don't think you're on the wrong track. Um, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to just ask, what's the day and month of your birth? Uh, Mar- <clears throat> excuse me, March 25th. Okay. All right. Um, so that uh, immediately tells us, um, I use that to calculate a number for your year and a card for your year. And those show us the overall energy lesson theme focus for a year. Um, Now, for me, when I do this, when I say year, I mean from birthday to birthday. So um, what you're in right now is a nine year, which is about um, endings. It's like the ending of a chapter. It's bringing things to a close, which is also the setup for the next step, the next direction, the next chapter, the next path. Um, in March, you move into a 10-year, which is about change and transition and also fulfillment of potential in the sense of what came to a close, what came to an end, or what came to fruition at, as, a, you know, as of that nine. Um, we now say, where do I go from there? What do I do with it? What has that changed? Or what do I know needs to change? And how do I now start going about the transition process? So, And you're moving from a nine, which would be the hermit card, to a 10, which is called the wheel card. Sometimes it's called the wheel of fortune. Sometimes it's called the wheel of change. So you're going to move into a year in that 10 year with the wheel that is all about things starting to spin and shift and major changes and shifts taking place. Um, It's a year for setting those things in motion. It's also a year where you may start seeing some of those changes beginning to happen or being more conscious uh, in in our conscious awareness Um, because they they may have been something that's been kind of happening, but now we're becoming much more consciously aware of it so we can start to actually see it, work with it, figure out how we need to be in relationship with it rather than it working on a more subtle subconscious level. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, when were you thinking of this trip happening, if you've thought about that? I've decided to totally hand it over to to the masters that live within the mountain that are inside of me, call them up, charge them with the responsibility of planning this trip for my highest good, call upon my inner travel agent to make all the arrangements, and call upon my inner financial advisor to figure out how to pay for it, and it'll all be brought to me. Okay. So um, one thing I would say is probably not until after your birthday, because I would at least want it to happen during that 10-year. Right. So if nothing else, from April through March of 2017 would be the time frame that I would probably anticipate it being best to do that. So 
I would continue until then to at least be doing some of uh, the the meditation on this, you know, continuing to pay attention if there are synchronicities or things that come up, um, and and continue to be in um, communication with your spirit guides and all of that kind of thing. Uh, then focusing more on and the easy way to think about it is by age. So whatever age you would turn in March, it's like saying, okay, in my X year. Um, that will be the year that I'm going to make this trip. So that sets up a broad range because it gives it a year and then allows your guides and that kind of thing to start the process of saying, okay, we'll start to figure out how and when to make that happen. I don't think that you're off track at all with this. So when you were first talking about these synchronicities and things, um, the first card I pulled was I just wanted to pull a card to say, well, what are these synchronicities that have been going on about? And the card that came up is the moon card reversed, meaning it came up upside down. When that card is reversed, there is a sense of coming out of the shadows of things that have been a mystery starting to reveal themselves, um, things that had been kind of in the dark beginning to emerge into the light so that we're able to be more aware of them as well as to make more sense of them and maybe even know what to do with them. So there is that sense that this is leading up to and that these synchronicities seem to be around beginning the process of illuminating and bringing about an emergence of this is where you go next, this is the next step, this is the next level of awareness and the next mystery that we are going to enter into and begin to see that takes us deeper into why we're here, what we're about, etc. Um, the next card I pulled was specifically when you said that you seemed to feel this was about taking a trip to Mount Shasta. And the I wanted to see what that looked like specifically. And this is where I really think you're totally on track. Because the card that came up here is the Magician. So yeah. um, the Magician, the first 22 cards of the deck are called the Major Arcana. They represent major phases and cycles of our life. The Magician is the first card in the Major Arcana cycle. So it represents the beginning of a whole new major phase, cycle, arc, chapter of our lives. Um, the fact that it's the Magician says that the magician in general can represent this idea of having all of the tools that we need to get started, that there's no reason for us to wait any longer because everything that is needed is is there. Um, and that would tell me that not only are things going to fall into place so that everything is there for you to make this trip to Shasta, but also that going to Shasta, since that seems to be where your awareness has taken you to, um, really seems to be the place that you're going to um that is going to help bring the tools out onto the table and really start to identify and delineate those things that enhance I mean with the magician it's it's kind of enhancing your personal magic your personal power and so this trip and this connection to Mount Shasta seems to be very key in moving your sense of self and moving your power and and what you're doing and manifesting in the world to the next level. Um, yeah. And I think that the magician is also really in line with what you were just saying, because it also says there may be things that happen as if by magic. So it's like 
suddenly the trip just falls into place or suddenly the money is, you know, there for us to take this trip or whatever it is. Um, so I think that also that sense of being and now it, it doesn't mean we just hand over to our guides and then they do all of the work, but it encourages you to be in a very constant and regular communication and relationship with them so that you can be a co-creator in the process, but they are going to make sure that the pieces fall into place and that the doors open up and that the ability to do these things is there, et cetera. Um, But that means we have to be proactive in maintaining that connection, communication, and relationship, not just saying, I want to go to Shasta and now I don't do anything and I just wait for them to make that happen. Because the magician is very proactive. It's about putting our will into action. Um, it, it generates from us, ultimately. So that's why I was saying, like, for the next few months, until you're into your tenure, really put a lot of attention and a lot of effort um, and a lot of discipline into um maintaining, communicating, and being in relationship with your guides so that you're part of the process in generating that and making that happen even as they do their part. Um, the nice thing is with your with a 10-year, now for me, the year cards correlate to Egyptian deities. And uh-huh. the 10-year, the, the wheel card corresponds to a god called Kepera, which most people know because it's the scarab beetle. And um, Kepra is the god of the sunrise, so it represents this dawning of a new day, dawning of a new era, dawning of a new eon. So this is a, that'll be a year where it's kind of the dawning and the emergence of you into a new era, into a new day of your life. Um, but also Kepra can represent the idea of being watched over and protected by forces unseen. So I think that that, A, really supports the idea that you being in communication and relationship with your guides is going to be key, but they're going to be also watching over and making sure things are happening on unseen levels for things to fall into place for this trip to happen, for that connection to Mount Shasta to really take place. Um, And B, it also means that if we start to feel... um, Uh, If we start to lose hope a little bit or start to feel less optimistic, um, oftentimes this card is there and it's a year where we're reminded to have faith in the unseen um, and to trust there are things happening that are beyond our awareness, uh, even if it's not obvious in the moment, which usually means we're, we're challenged to let go of what our expectation is regarding timetable or what something is supposed to look like or that kind of thing. So for like, oh, I I wanted this to happen, you know, by June and it hasn't happened yet. Instead of starting to lose faith, let's learn the lesson of, oh, wait, there are things that know better. So let us allow them to make sure this happens in the right way at the right time, rather than for it to happen the way I think it should, and then perhaps not be as fulfilling, enriching, or successful as it could be. Um, and then I did pull a card for the the aspect that you were talking about of um, the connection to Atlantis and all of that kind of thing. The Empress card came up reversed. Now, the first thing that was interesting to me, of course, is the three cards that I pulled out of um, 78 cards in the deck. Yeah, they're all major. three major arcana cards. So it does show us this series of synchronicities is very much related to something very major going on in your life. The wheel card would say, you know, that 10 year says it's a major turning point or shift point. So everything is pointing to that you're, you're very much 
in tune with and aware of um, this. There's something major that these synchronicities are about. There's something big that is kind of shifting and happening for you. That's the four of them, actually. The moon and the magician and the wheel and the empress. That's four out well, of four. Yeah. Well, the the wheel don't 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 count the wheel there because the wheel is based on a calculation from your birth date. It's not a card that I I pulled from the deck after shuffling here. Uh huh. So so what I was saying was shuffling the deck and then pulling the three cards for you know what are these synchronicities about? What does this trip to Shasta look like? And then the connection to Atlantis. The three cards that I pulled in that way all were major arcana cards. Uh-huh. Um, so the reversed Empress card. You know, this the the Empress card is one of the the major cards for like birth or, or bringing something into being in ourselves, in our lives, in the world. Um, reversing it sometimes because it's the archetypal mother card, the reversal of it can say, "I'm moving into a phase where I'm more focused on mothering myself." rather than mothering other people or other things. So this seems to indicate that part of what's happening right now is something you need to allow time and space for in yourself and in your life and not have it become something that gets set to the side because you need to take care of somebody else because somebody else has asked for something from you and so you're going to say, oh, okay, well, I'll put this off until I go and help them rather than making this the priority. Or it could also be interpreted that this is agreeing with what I said, because my my first take when the synchronicities were leading to an Atlantean theme with Mount Shasta, I thought, okay, so I'm going to meet somebody who one way or another embodies Atlantean energy, and then I kept getting the same synchronicities like hitting me over the head, and I thought, okay, I'm missing something, and then it came, boom, it's me. I'm meaning a part of me. So the Empress reversed, as you say, turning the energy inward rather than outward. So a blooming of creativity and birthing from inside of me could be interpreted as supporting my interpretation that the the expanded energy that I'm going to be connecting with is going to be my own, my own Atlantean past. Right. Because a this, weird consciousness. Well, yeah, because that reversal can say that you're not birthing something else. You're actually birthing yourself right? Um, exactly. or a new aspect of yourself into being. Um, and I would go back to that moon card reversed, which says it's something that we may have had kind of an intuitive or this subconscious sense about, but we weren't really aware of or it was kind of a mystery as to what that was. It's like, why do I feel this way or or, or why do I always have a connection to this? You know, and I think that this is going to be a process that's going to help bring into more clarity for you why you've been drawn to certain things, why you have felt called down certain paths in life, why you have felt, you know, uh, that it's almost like deja vu where it's that sense of, I feel like I know this already. I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I already know these people. I feel like I already know this. And then we can't say why. And I think this is going to be a process that's going to really illuminate and clarify a lot of those kind of unknown aspects of, I'm not sure why, but I'll trust this or I know I have a connection to it. Uh Uh-huh. 
Very nice. I, I wouldn't have gotten that one. I like that too. <laughs> Uh, well, and, and the the birth theme is also carried through in that Kepera aspect because Kepera, the scarab is the dung beetle, which which buries its eggs in a ball of dung and then rolls it on the desert floor, um, and then they hatch. That's kind of the incubator, and then they hatch or emerge from that ball of dung. Um, and so there is that sense it's a year where something is emerging or something is birthing from, and uh, it does it reminds you to keep your eyes on the stars. Keep looking upward rather than downward. And a lot of times what I mean by that is we can get so caught up trying to look at what step I'm supposed to take. So we're looking down at our feet or the the path in front of us that we stop looking upward to the stars, which actually are the, the guidepost. You know, it's like the ship that uses the star to stay on course in the middle of the ocean. So right, that's really the fool. The fool is yeah. not looking down. The fool is looking up and knows right. that the 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 ground will rise to meet its foot as it puts the foot out in nowhere in the unknown. <laughs> exactly. That's what the foot is. Yeah. But, 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 and also for me, it was also kind of a literal connection to Mount Shasta. Cause when you go to Mount Shasta, it's so much about looking at the stars and the connection to the stars. If you want to go with the whole folklore around, you know, the aliens in the mountain and all that kind of thing. But it's also just people go up there and it's, you know, energetically there's something there. But so often when people go up there, they talk so much about, you know, seeing the stars or, or going up the mountain in order to look at the sky and, you know, be under the stars while they do their meditation, et cetera. And I think that's a very key aspect at this point is there's something Star-related, sky-related, and that kind of thing that's very key to this process and um, where you're going to be able to find some of the things that this is about, what you're looking for, as well as some clarity, uh, that it's not going to be so much what's right in front of me or right under me, but it's, a, it's, it's bigger than that, if you will. Excellent. Could you spell uh, Kepra for me so I can look it up, uh, Google it, and learn uh, a little more about the Egyptian deity? Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll um, the the most common spellings are either K H E P as in Paul E R A, or you also often find it as K H E P R I. So Kepera, Kepri, it's the same. You know, there's a variety of spellings for Egyptian <laughs> deities and words and things. So, but those are the two most common. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you you got cut off there for a moment. Okay, oh. this is wonderful. I so appreciate this and it and it's also just just the fact that the answer is yes, yes. <laughs> is nice. <laughs> but the way that the message was presented through you is also very lovely and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Um and you know, and it ties in certainly with the astrological theme of the year because kind of kicked in in November, but it goes through fall of next year. Uh, the Neptune square Saturn um, is affecting us in general. Now, if you wanted to look at your astrological chart, you could see which houses those two planets are transiting through for you to understand exactly which areas of your life are key for this. But um, the over one of the overall themes is the willingness to completely let go or step away from something in order to fully move forward towards what's waiting for us. So it's not trying to keep one foot in behind us and one foot in front of us. It's stepping away with that last foot so that both feet can move forward. Um, and I think that's going to be one of the key themes that you find come up for you, even in this process. Um, 
is there's there there may be things that you are asked to fully and completely step away from, but that's because it wants to free you up to fully and completely move towards the fullest potential of what is awaiting. Wow, very nice. I like the sound of that. I've heard two seers already so far. This time of year, there's always seers saying they've channeled what the theme of next year is. And I've heard two different ones that have nothing to do with each other. And they both channel 2016 as the year of emergence. And I don't know if you're aware, but you've used the word emergence a couple of times in this reading. (laughs) Well, and I think that goes to even what I was just saying with the Neptune square Saturn, because it's like if, if we think of emergence as rising out of the water, you know, the lady of the lake, like rising out of the, the water of mystery into being, uh, which is like a birth process, then we can't do that if we want to keep one foot down at the bottom of the lake because we're so comfortable in the womb that we yeah. are afraid to fully emerge and go out into the world of whatever that means out there. And that's that theme of emergence is so key, but it's, Part of emergence is letting go of what has been so that I can fully birth myself into what can be. And and that's going to be part of the key for this process for you is that willingness to release, to move away from, uh, to let go of completely, once and for all, totally, knowing, here's that faith part, it's going to free you up to move into the fullest potential of what's awaiting for you rather than just a part of it. Yes, I see. Uh, yeah, okay, I like that because the emphasis then on fullest. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah, because I... you might get 70% of it, which would be great, but why not get 100% of it rather than trying to hold on to some old 30% or missing out on 30% because we're holding on to something old rather mm-hmm. than give ourselves over to the 100%. Wow, this is good. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun year and a very expansive year. <laughs> yes. I, I so. did pull four cards just to look at the four quarters of the year because I wanted to see maybe when would be the best time for this trip. Uh-huh. And um, I would say, based on the cards that came up, that probably the second quarter of the year may be the most key time. So that would be April, May, June which is very interesting because that immediately puts us right after your birthday and you've entered into your tenure to kick off this whole wheel of change in that time period. So pay attention to synchronicities, indications, signs, et cetera, uh, that may point to that April, May, June timeframe being key for when that would happen. Very good. Yes, well, it's for a trip of this magnitude, I don't think there'll be any question of uh, the messages will come with great clarity of this is when you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good at I, I, picking up yeah, messages. <laughs> the, the moon card reversed would say that because it says it'll be very obvious rather than it's hinting around at it and hopefully you get the hint. And the magician card as well would say it's going to happen kind of with a bang. It'll probably happen where it's almost like magic things fall into place and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's not going to be subtle <laughs> um, and it's not going to be hard to, to read the signs. Um, so yes, you're, you're exactly right there. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. The whole reading has been magical. It's been a delight. So <laughs> well, appreciate. Thank you. 
you're a source, yeah. that you're a resource, and you put yourself out there to, to provide moments like this for me. I'll be telling my friends this reading for, for weeks to come, <laughs> <laughs> getting pleasure. Every time I, I re-say uh, re the story of what we just talked about. So thank Excellent. you so much. You're welcome. And and we'll look forward to you checking in at some point, hopefully to give us a little update on what's happening and where things are. I'm sure I'll be bursting to do that. Have a very <laughs> happy new year. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So I will remind you if you want to get into the queue for a reading, you can either Skype or connect in from the show page, or you can call 646 716-5510, and that will get you into the queue to receive a reading live during the show. My name is Hi C, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go to a caller from area code 347. So if you're calling from area code 347, just be prepared. Think about what question you'd like to ask, because we will be coming to you first after this break. I'll disappear into the tree The box that no one ever sees And if you hear faintly my voice Know that I will sing Much louder in the springtime Melodies they cling to life in the winter Blossom with the call combined in the ester And snows that linger in You're listening to L.I.V.E. On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. host.
My name is Hi C. You're listening to the monthly Firefly Willows Live soon to be Soul Vox uh, uh, on air readings call in show where you have a chance to call in and receive a reading live on the air. This uh, show is offered the fourth Sunday of each month where the entire show is dedicated to you having the opportunity to receive a reading. Um, you can listen to previous episodes of uh, call-in shows as well as any of the other shows that air here by visiting the Blog Talk Radio archives uh, at blogtalkradio.com slash live, or you can find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for Firefly Willows Live or for the name of one of the shows, it'll pop right up. Uh, my name is Hi C. If you'd like to find out information about me, you can visit my website, tarotbyhighc.net, uh, or you can email me, hi C at tarotbyhighc.net, or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash tarothighc. And I'm happy to hear from you, to answer any questions you have, or to set up a time for us to do a private, more in-depth session. I offer readings as well as consultations for ritual and magical remedies and actions. Uh, and I can see people in person in the San Francisco Bay Area, or we can easily do a session via FaceTime, Skype, or phone. So feel free to check out my website, tarobihighc.net, or to get in touch with me, and I would be happy to either talk with you about that or set up a time for that. So if you would like to get into the queue, I'll just remind you, you can connect in from the show page via Skype, or you can call 646-716-5510, and that will get you into the queue. So we're going to go ahead and move to our next caller, and this is someone who is calling from area code 347. Are you there, caller, in area code 347? Oh, I guess maybe area code 347 has stepped away. (laughs) Um, So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about since we're moving into a new year here in just a week, 2016, the number for that year uh, is the number nine. And that means that the general energy of the year is related to the number nine. And the number nine, one of the things that nine is about um, is endings, completions, closure. So this will be a year where we want to look at what it has what has served its purpose, what has come to fruition, what is time to be picked. So think of the idea of ripeness, like fruit on a tree. So it's saying, what is it that I need to now do something with rather than continuing to wait on in some way or to put off in some way? Because if we don't pick fruit when it's ripe, it will start to rot on the tree. And we don't want to let potential um, dissipate by rotting away because we keep waiting or putting off because we don't take advantage of the opportunity when it is there. So nine is about really closing the deal uh, and um, bringing things to finality in some way. What that'll do is, A, open up space for new things to come in, and two, allow us to begin to explore and fulfill the potential that taking advantage of that um, holds. So if we 
pick an apple at its ripest on the tree before it starts to rot. Then we fulfill the potential by being able to use that apple to eat, to make applesauce, to make an apple pie. If we let it rot, then we lose the potential of what that apple had to offer us. And so we can think of that as an analogy for this year, especially for things that are going on. Now, there is an aspect of the nine, of course, that can um, uh, be about endings and completions. So there may be things that, but the, the key here is that it's not something that has not been evident or obvious to us if we were willing to see it rather than be in denial of it. So it could be that it's the year where we bring an end to a job, where we bring an end to a relationship, where we bring an end to some place that we're living, probably because we've been feeling less than satisfied or that there's nothing left for us there or it doesn't hold any more challenge or that we just feel restless and we feel as if it's time for something new. Uh, and we want to honor that. We want to really be a part of that um, and and not let our procrastination, not let our fear of change get in the way of saying this chapter needs to come to an end. It's time for me to start writing a whole new chapter, um, not necessarily trying to keep the same um, uh, plot lines and characters for the next chapter in some way, but to say maybe it's time for those characters to be done. Maybe it's time for a whole new plot line to emerge rather than the continuation of what has already been there in our lives. Uh, nine is also a number of uh, patterns. So um, it's a year where we we may find that our awareness is really drawn to or we can no longer ignore or deny habits, patterns, things that we tend to fall into over and over again that no longer have a purpose for us, that are no longer healthy for us, that we use as excuse or justification to not deal with or do other things. So use this year to really recognize habits and patterns, to delineate the ones that seem to be healthy or seem to serve a purpose and the ones that are unhealthy or no longer have a place or a purpose in our lives and then be willing to start letting go of and breaking the habits and patterns that are no longer right for us. So again, we can open up that space to grow, to allow things to happen in different ways rather than just in the same way over and over again. One thing you want to pay attention to is if you find yourself saying things like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, I knew this was going to go this way. Then that's an indication of you already knew what the habit or the tendency or the pattern is. But instead of recognizing it before it was able to kick in and cutting it off from going in a way that isn't best or healthiest for us, we just give uh, it's almost like so unconsciously we just fall into it. And then we find ways to excuse it by blaming other things outside of us rather than looking at maybe it's about me, about my choices, rather than about these other people. So, for example, and this is an example from real life for me, I asked someone, they were like, I've had so many bad relationships and it seems like everybody I get in a relationship with is, is an alcoholic and I just don't understand why this keeps happening to me. 
which right there is a, a clue even in the way the person is asking the question. I don't know why this is happening to me, meaning I don't have anything to do with it. It seems to just befall me. It's just my lot in life. Oh, woe is me. And so let's say that they had had you know a string of seven bad relationships. And I said, okay, so let's think about those seven past relationships. What was the one common denominator in all of those relationships that seemed that that um, we can identify? And their response actually was, well, every single one of them was an alcoholic. I'm like, okay, that's true, but that's not the one common denominator. And actually the one common denominator was the client, the person themselves, because they were the one thing that was in all of those relationships. It was seven different people, seven different alcoholics, but they were in every one of those relationships. So instead of looking at why does the alcoholic keep getting attracted to me, we need, and this is what a nine-year is really about, we need to shift that around and say, what choices do I keep making that creates this space or creates the opportunity for this to keep happening over and over again? Do I rush into a relationship? Do I always find myself wanting to be in a relationship with somebody I think I can save or that I can fix? Um, do I overlook the the signs and always make excuses each time? It's like, oh, well, they don't drink as bad as the other person, so this will be okay. you know. So a nine-year is really about being willing to see and face what those habits and patterns are, to accept our own responsibility and part in the perpetuation of those rather than seeing them as somehow outside of us, something or someone being the cause of or the blame for, and then the willingness to go through the process of breaking them, of changing them, rather than unconsciously falling into them over and over again. Um, Now, I mean, and that makes it sound like nine is such a horrible year, and it really is not, because um, we, we have that sense of things coming to fruition. It's a year where things we've been working towards, things we've been putting energy into, things we've been really trying to cultivate or build, it can be the year where we really start to see them bearing the, the fruits of our labor, uh, of really starting to reward us and and um, come into manifestation and being uh, as the result of what we've been doing or putting into them. And and here would be another way that you would look at it, too, is you'd say, how is it coming into being? Is it looking and coming into being as full as I thought it would? Or is it good and good enough, but maybe not as much as what I thought it would be? And let's just look back and say, well, was I putting 100% into it? Or was I putting 80% into it, but I would get distracted or I had other things going on or I would put other things as a priority once in a while above doing this and put this on the shelf from time to time? Then, okay, great, but that means we get 80% of it. And that could be good, but we could have got 100%. But it's really just looking at it and saying, wait, I can't blame this for not coming out the way that I wanted it to, rather than looking at, is there something that I was doing that allowed it to come to this point, but not go further because I wasn't actually as fully engaged in the process as I could have been. Nine, now, if we think in terms of a a tarot card that would correspond to this, um, Nine is the number of the card called the hermit, traditionally. And that means that 
this is a year of a little bit of introspection, which really is what I've just described. It's the willingness to stop looking outward for the reason, for the excuse or the blame or whatever, but instead to stop and look inward a bit and say, okay, wait, where am I in this process? What's my part that I have played in this? Um, so use this coming year to have uh, to, to consciously set aside a little more alone time, a little more time for ourselves, so that we can be with our own thoughts, hear our own voice, and not be so distracted or drowned out by outside voices and influences that we kind of lose sense of our own self and our own inner voice. Um, it can be nice to do that because a lot of people get uncomfortable having to sit with themselves, but I'm going to encourage you to be present with the discomfort and do it anyway, rather than feeling as if you want to maintain, and this could include making time to disconnect from every electronic device so that we don't get distracted by a ping, a bong, a ding, a ring that takes us out of our thought process that takes us out of the task that we're working on. Um, and this can mean uh, spending more time outside going for a walk or going for a hike, but not doing it with earbuds in our ears, listening to music. Instead, just go and do it in the silence of. Just go and be wherever it is that we are. Um, it, it doesn't mean we always have to be alone, but it does mean that we need to think of like being, you know, alone in a crowded room. This is a great year for retreats, um, for getting away uh, and making specific time for that throughout the year. And whether that's in grand ways, like I'm going to go away for a month to a cave and find myself, or whether that just means in the middle of the workday, I always make sure I go and take 10 minutes just to sit by myself away from the noise, away from the sounds, away from the 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 phone and away from the computer and everything else just to come back to center just to ground just to reestablish myself in the midst of everything and it also can mean going to things where you don't know anyone so like going to a workshop or taking a class or going away for a weekend retreat someplace and while you're not alone per se, because obviously there's other people there, what it does is it gives you the opportunity to present and almost like try on different personalities because nobody there knows you and has a history with you. So however you choose to present yourself is how they're going to know you. If you want to give a different name, it's like, you know, if you've always been a, a, a Bob and you want to give the name of Fabio, <laughs> to, just to see what it's like to have people respond to a name like that and the image that might conjure up for people, this would give you a chance to just play with that with really no repercussions because you don't necessarily need to ever see or talk to these people again. Um, if it's if If you've been a certain way in life and now you want to try being a different way, you can present yourself differently to people, and there's nobody there that's going to struggle to accept you as that different person because they don't know you so it gives you this chance to be by yourself and to to just try things out 
to figure out where am I going to go from here? What What's shifting or changing in me or about me? And I want to, it's, it's like going to a store and being able to try clothes on before deciding which thing you're going to buy. I'm going to, I'm going to try this personality trait on. I'm going to try out this characteristic. I'm going to try out how this seems to um, get people, what kind of response this gets from people. Um, because then I can start to assess, does that really work for me? Does that feel right for me? Is that the kind of response or is that the way that I would would want the world to be perceiving me? Um, and then when we come back to our everyday life, then it means that we can come back either starting to incorporate some of those things or realizing, oh, I thought that I wanted to be that, but that wasn't really working. So now I can set that aside and there's no repercussion because nobody even knows that I really did that. And therefore, I haven't made any sort of commitment or obligation to anybody or anything like that. Therefore, there's no reason for me to be stuck in or have some outside expectation on myself for being a certain way or a new way or a different way because that was just, you know, me trying on the shirt in the store, but I didn't walk out of the store with it, so nobody saw me in that shirt. Therefore, nobody has an expectation of asking me, well, where's that shirt that I saw you in uh, kind of thing. Now, the hermit is also about taking the next step. Um, and and it really encourages us to focus on one step at a time and not get lost in the big picture or in the end goal or in the end destination. So during this year, as you're thinking about where you want to go from here, um, where you want to go next. Instead of seeing it and feeling overwhelmed as, okay, there's the end goal. What are the 10 steps to get there? How am I going to do all 10 of those steps? I can't, I, I, I don't want to take a step until I know how I'm going to do all 10 of them. You know, the hermit card is a period of time that reminds us, just take it one step at a time. And only step as far as you can see. And when you take that step, see what that illuminates or opens up. And then just step as far as that allows. And you'll find that you're making progress, but it may be progress that is slower than we would like, but actually is more stable and grounded than if we were trying to rush the process, if we tried to skip steps just to get to the end goal as quickly as possible, um, and then not being satisfied at the end goal because we had skipped those steps. So during this coming year, really focus on that one step at a time approach and only thinking about what's the next step rather than what are the next 10 steps. And we will be less stressed. Um, we don't set ourselves up for expectation and then disappointment because we thought we were going to be able to do these five steps this way. And now the third step has gone a different way. And it's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And we feel like we're in chaos. If we're just doing it one step at a time, when we get to that third step, even though it goes a different direction, we aren't worried about it because we didn't have an expectation of where it should have gone versus we're just in the third step going where it takes us. And that's really the important part. So for me, the, uh, the the bigger cards, the year cards and that kind of thing, correspond to Egyptian deities. And the hermit card corresponds to a deity named Thoth or Jehudi. So T-H-O-T-H -H is probably the more common way that you'll find it. Um, the, the Egyptian 
way would be D-J-E-H-U-T-I or T-Y. Uh, sometimes it's a T at the beginning instead of a D-J, but anyway. Um, and, you know, this is the God that, that gave us writing and language. It's the God of divination. It's the God of the cycles of time. And um, when we think about that aspect of it, one, that immediately with the cycles of time, that goes to that idea of one step at a time because it says, let us relax into the natural flow and cycle of things rather than trying to impose our own timeline or expectation on things. It is also a big year that relates to communication. And uh, hold on one second, I'm not going away. I just have a little miniature dachshund that is desperate to come in the door. I just need to open the door. <laughs> And there she is. Um, so a big theme for this coming year is going to be communication. And so we really want to use this as an opportunity to start doing some of the things we've been thinking about. Great year for starting to write that book you wanted to write, for starting the blog that you wanted to do, or really getting back into a blog that maybe you've done before, for having a YouTube channel, for journaling, um, whatever form or forms it might take, this is a very, very key substantial year for engaging in the act of communication. Now, some of that can be personal communication. You may be journaling just for yourself, and that's fine. Uh, some of it may be external communication. Now, a lot of times when I think of this, it means it's kind of our year of branding or rebranding ourselves because we want to look at what is my message that I am sending out to the world, and how am I communicating that message? If we find that we often feel misunderstood, or we find that people don't seem to get us, uh, or we're always having to explain or re-explain something, then instead of blaming that on other people and saying, I don't know why they don't get me, oh, what, what, are they stupid? How Did I not say this clearly? Then let's look at ourselves and say, hmm, maybe I need to find a different way to communicate this. Is the message I'm putting out to the world and the way the world is responding to me, is that reflecting who I feel that I am at this point in my life? Is that reflecting the kind of shift or change that I'm anticipating making in myself or in my life? Because if we're putting out a message that represents an old us, then we can't be surprised that the world around us continues to respond to us as the old us or in an old way. And so we need to rebrand, we need to shift the message, change the message, hone the message. Um, we may need to find new ways of communicating. So if we're if we tend to really love to communicate via email, but we get frustrated because we're oftentimes having to re-explain something to someone, then maybe we need to use the phone more or talk in person more. And, and it may just be with certain people. But this is a year for really looking at the message we're putting out to the world. Is that is that reflecting who I am? Is the world seeing, perceiving, and responding to me in a way that seems to be in line with what I feel I'm putting out? Or does it seem to be different and therefore 
Do I need to go back and look at what or how am I putting that message of myself out there? And, you know, putting a lot of attention and energy into communication. Communications will be very key this year for opening up doors, for um, creating opportunities for us, for connecting us to people and to things. So if we've been hesitant about commenting on Facebook posts, comment a little more. You might find that people really enjoy what you have to say. If we've been hesitant about doing a blog, go ahead and put it out there. You know, if you're feeling a little nervous initially, you don't have to let everybody in the world know that you're doing it. See who finds it and how they respond to it. Or go ahead and put it out there and you might be pleasantly surprised as to how people respond to help move beyond the insecurity or the fear that what we have to say isn't important or people aren't going to like it or uh, it's going to upset people or whatever. Um, So those are just some of the different facets of um, uh, the coming year of 2016 in a general sense. Um, You know, if you want to think of the communication, you could think of enlightened communication or illumined or illuminated communication. Um, This may be a year where we look for someone with wisdom to offer us guidance, like the person who goes seeking the hermit in the cave to to seek their guidance may also be that it's a year where we are finding ourselves both in a position of and able to help others find their way in the dark. This is one of the things that this year can be about, too, is facing our fear of the dark, which means going in and shining a light on things that we normally don't want to have to look at or deal with. But if we can, just like with the hermit who goes off to the cave, if we can go there and sit with it, we don't have to immerse ourselves in it. We don't have to feel overwhelmed by it, but we do have to sit with it and be present with it. If we're going to heal a pain or a trauma or uh, something, then we have to be willing to go there. We have to be willing, not, we don't have to relive it, but we do have to be willing to sit down at the table with it and just sit and be with it and then wait and see what comes to us, what wisdom, what guidance, what insight, what illumination comes to us by just sitting there and being with it and allowing the time it takes rather than trying to rush it and put it on our timetable. But it's a big thing as well that things that have been in the dark will have a light shown on them during the coming year and we want to be willing to sit with them, to work through them, Um, and to not be afraid of them or try to just push them back down where we don't have to look at them. So hopefully that's giving you some food for thought for 2016. Uh, Those are just some of the themes and energies that this year will be about. Uh, Obviously it will um, manifest itself in different ways specifically depending on Uh, who we are, what's going on in our lives. Of course, I could also say what's going on like in our astrological charts, etc. But, uh, you know, in a general sense, that's kind of the overall energy and themes for this year. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go to our caller from area code 207. So if you're calling from area code 207, um, be prepared, have your question ready, uh, because we will be coming to you first after this break. If you'd like to get into the queue, you can Skype in or connect in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510. My name is Hi-C. This is the Firefly Willows Live 
on-air call-in show that we do every month, and we will be right back. With your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts. And welcome back. My name is Hi C. As you heard, you're listening to our monthly on air call in show. And if you'd like to get into the queue, you can either connect or Skype in from the show page or call 646 716 5510. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next caller. And this is someone who is calling from area code 207. Are you there, Hi. caller? Hello. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> what's I'm your here. This What's is your Melissa. name? Melissa. And where, you, and where are you calling from? Maine. 
Well, welcome, Melissa from Maine. Thank uh, you. Are, are you enjoying the unseasonably warm weather for the holidays? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was gorgeous. I'd never seen Excellent. it like that. I'd never felt it, but I enjoyed it. Well, we we would like to welcome you to what we in California experience all the time. <laughs> I lo- I lo- you know, I really <laughs> thought that I would be sad with no snow or cold, but it was nice and sunny and gorgeous. I liked yes. it. Well, we in California think that it would be crazy to be sad for no snow or cold because we should be happy it's and weird, rejoice. It's a, it's a psychological thing. You know, yeah. we equate the cold and it was uh, 70 degrees and there were still some people all bundled up with oh. winter hats and boots and coats. Mm. <laughs> they they just needed to feel like it was Isn't out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Yes, I, I, uh, I, I, I would <laughs> think it must be odd, like, living in Australia, because for them it's traditional for Christmas to be like a barbecue on the beach because it's summer yeah. for them. Yeah. I thought, how yeah. interesting to think of that as being the traditional way, you know, to yeah. celebrate it. Yeah, and if so. you, people, I have friends from California, they've never seen snow. Yeah, which is you know it's weird to me, but my question—it's not really a yes. question. I'm I'm hoping in the new year that um, I allow more financial abundance into my life, and I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to be successful at that. And uh, what's the day and month of your birth? Four six. So it's likely that things will certainly shift or change because when I calculate uh, using the birth date, uh, I calculate a year number and a year card, which shows the overall energy for the year. Um, And by year, I mean birthday to birthday. So your birthday in April, you move into a 10-year, and 10 is the uh, a number of change and transition. It's also a number of fulfillment in a sense of where we've come from. We now can fulfill the potential in order to move to something new, but we have to close all of the loose ends um, yep. in order to do so. And so, you know, for the next couple of months, really focus on closing up things, ending things, um, tying up all the loose ends, et cetera, because that's going to open the space and create the opportunity to fully move forward and for things to really be different. Um, Ten corresponds to the wheel card, which is about change and transition. It's sometimes called the wheel of fortune, sometimes called wheel of change. Um, One, that's a card that associates with Jupiter, so it can be a very lucky card. So luck is likely to be on your side during the coming year, um, and it's worth taking a a gamble or a risk in some way because it will um, reward us or pay off uh, to some extent. Uh, And the um, Jupiter is also about expanding our boundaries. So it may be that if you want to expand or increase or improve your financial situation, you'll need to think more broadly in how you can do that. So instead of just thinking about how do I keep doing the same things and get more out of it, it's Mm. looking at how do I go into something else? What else could I do? Is there something different? Because think of Jupiter like foreign travel. It's saying we want to push the envelope and step into and beyond a place that we're used to or familiar with or even feel safe in to what is foreign, um, meaning just new or different. In some way, but that's where the luck comes in and it says, take a chance, take a gamble. You know, even though you may not speak the language, you'll figure out how to navigate and then you'll start to learn the language once you're there. Um, So, 
think about that in terms of the things you've been thinking about doing or that you have been doing for your finances, but think about how do I expand them? How do I push them into other areas or other things that I haven't necessarily done before? Or are there things that I can do or I can step into that maybe feel different um, or foreign in some way, but actually will help to bring about other opportunity because it's almost like we've exhausted everything that's around us, but we're going to keep trying to dig a well around us, even though we've run all of the wells dry instead of digging in a new plot of land. Okay. So, um, Interesting. And, and, and of course it doesn't, that doesn't just apply to your finances because the number, the, the card, et cetera, are all about, um, the overall year, so everything in your yeah. life kind of falls under that umbrella. But yeah. uh, certainly in the – and what that may also mean is there will be other things in your life that change or that you can change that will impact your financial situation mm-hmm. even without it being directly about your finances, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I look at the cards that have come up, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're encouraged, but it means that you're going to have to be willing to face some realities and, and deal with some things in order for what is encouraging about it to actually happen. Um, the first card is the Ten of Wands. And the Ten of Wands can come up when it says that we feel overwhelmed when we've taken on too many things. So this could say that if we look at our finances, the Ten of Wands may suggest um, that, that our finances are overburdened. And the only way that we can start to alleviate that is to release and let go of some things. So we may have to cut back on some things. We may have to say, you know, I don't need to pay $100 a month for cable anymore. I know. Uh, oh, I know. You know. I don't I need that, to... Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So that shows us... Yeah. So. Think of at this point, um, think of it as if you're already recognizing how you're doing some of these things, what that means mm-hmm. is you're kind of on the if, – if your year card is is the freeway, then mm-hmm. you're on the on-ramp to the freeway. And so it, then it's going to keep – Then I did I thought would be cool to save money. I bought this used washing machine, um, a top-loading old washing machine, and my electric bill went up $40 a month. Right, but you know, I thought I was going to save money. <laughs> well, but but this Isn't that is where, yeah. yes, and and this is where so because you're in a nine year right now, and nine is about mm-hmm. recognizing what's come to an end or what no longer yep. works in some way, and yep. sometimes as much as it it challenges people, we may have to be willing to spend a little more money in the beginning in order to make money yeah. in the end, and so yeah. spending a little more on a new washer actually would have been beneficial for you in the long Absolutely. run because mm-hmm. of it being more energy efficient, et cetera. So those are yeah. some of the things that that's some of the challenges of maybe pushing the envelope or taking a little bit of a chance or a risk as you move into that next year for you is mm-hmm. not taking the easy way or the familiar way, but to say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on this, even though this is a little unknown or a little new or a little different for me. Mm-hmm. Because especially in a wheel year, it says if we do that, it's very, very likely to pay off for us and to reward us even beyond what we may have thought it would. Um, So the Ten of Wands 
coming up first just says there are still things that are weighing down on your finances. They're overheated, Mm -hmm. and we need to lessen the load. And a lot of times what that means is you may have finances that are um, obligated to things that are not your responsibility or your obligation to be paying for. So pay attention. You know, I I would use this time to sit down and really make a line item analysis of what you pay and where it goes to and who it's for and anything that really is where you would look at it and say, you know, why am I paying for that? Because I'm not really benefiting from that, but somebody else is. So they can pay for it if they really want it. I don't need to be paying for that. You know, those kind of things need to be immediately cut away. In the past, I had done that, and that stopped in the last two years. I did a lot of that. I'm well, doing so none what, of that now. So what we may be seeing, again, this would be the on-ramp for me, is when you move into the wheel year, this is when not only do we make changes or set changes in motion, it's also when we start to see the results or the potential or the fulfillment of changes that we have already been making. So it's kind of like the reward or the payoff card. So it's mm-hmm. it's the year when we start to see how this now has is benefiting me or what the reward of having done. It may have taken some time because you've been doing this over the past couple of years. Yeah. But it, as you move into that next year, that's when you'll start to see a more tangible reward or result from mm-hmm. doing it um, mm-hmm. rather than just, I did this and surely it'll make a difference at some point. The wheel year is when we start to see what that difference actually begins to look like okay. and feel like. It's like um, the wheel well, of karma. Yeah, the turning of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, plus, look at the card we have here, the Ten of Wands. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So I would yeah. say it's directly related to your Ten Year, which will kick in really in April, but you're just kind of okay. quickly approaching. Um, okay. And, you know, the next card that comes up is the Seven of Swords. Now, this can be a challenging card sometimes because it's a card that can represent um, getting away with something, uh, deception, dishonesty. So one thing I would say is to be particularly careful, especially in the beginning part of the year, um, with who you entrust with your finances, with who you... um, ask information about this is a card that always tells us make sure that we double check get a second opinion have a second pair of eyes look over a contract before we sign it Uh Uh, you know it's it's always like double checking things rather than taking somebody's word for something Um, that's especially important during January because we're going to be in a Mercury retrograde period Uh, so really use that time to review things and to research things, I wouldn't sign anything or, or finalize anything during January. Um, okay. And 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 also, I, I would just have a cautious eye towards people that are promising me things or asking for things, because they probably aren't what they seem, or there's strings uh-huh. attached, or they're not giving you the whole story. Right. Um, and and you you may yeah. end up being unpleasantly surprised by things that weren't necessarily laid out. It's like if we don't read the fine print and suddenly we are caught in yep. something we really didn't want to be in. We didn't understand that, it. I do have a person in my life that has promised something. Um, 
and they've been really false promises, and it's been going on for about two years. Once again, this two-year thing. Um, yeah. Well, and there's everything there's is, to see that it may be time to bring closure to this and say, I'm going to tie up this loose end and say no more. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to move this person out of my life so that they energetically mm-hmm. don't affect me and my life and my finances, but also so that I can open up the space that they keep taking up in terms of my attention, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I can turn Absolutely. that elsewhere to something that would be more. For, that's a kind of a difficult, it, that situation, it, it's the person that my husband works for. Um, and there's been a lot of promises made and they have, um, none of them have come to fruition. Maybe one out of about 25. Well, um, so is it, Difficult because you your husband doesn't do anything about this person and situation. Absolutely, um, but I I also have wondered too if he was going to be leaving that job. I've I've had a feeling about that, but I don't know. I'm not him. Um, make that choice. No, uh, I mean I pulled a card and the ten of swords comes up for that, and I would say that he definitely needs to leave that job. Absolutely. Because <laughs> again. We have the 10 come up, so we have that repeating theme of it's time for change. It's time to transition into something Absolutely. else. And mm-hmm. 10 of Swords says, it's almost like saying this will be the death of me. Because 10 of Swords says, I know there what is that looks like. That so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the 10 Swords in the back. So, it's A, awful. There, well, it can both represent that there is an unhealthy level of stress uh, and things going on. But you know, Ten of Swords also traditionally means getting stabbed in the back. Absolutely. So, um, yep. you know, I it's almost saying the only solution at this point is for you, your husband, you know, however you want to think about that, to move away from this thing rather than keep waiting around hoping it's somehow going to change or be different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe maybe you can just... You can blame it on me. Just go to your husband and say, I'm sorry, you have okay. to leave your job. I'm not telling you to do this, but the person who did yeah. a reading for me told me you have to leave your job, yeah. so don't blame me. <laughs> Maybe um, it would just be something for him to even think about. Well, right. And there, there is a huge amount of stress on it. He works many hours and he commutes to about two hours a day, one way, you know, back and, and it forth. So- and it sounds like you have plenty of evidence to present to make your case because you can say, look, Absolutely. this person you work with, look how many times they have promised this, that, and the other and never come mm-hmm. through. And this is Absolutely. creating a hardship for us. It's creating additional stress and anxiety for us on a financial level, on a relationship level, yeah. et cetera, that we don't yeah. need to have and we don't, we wouldn't have if we stop having that person around. So use that to make your case. Mm. That's um, good too. Okay. And, and part of that is because the, the short-term card here is, so for me the short-term is the next one to three months, which means um, what's coming next, what's the next step or the next course of action. And it's the reversed emperor card. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know what that deck, card looks like. Yep. Yeah. Now, in the deck that yep. I'm using, which is called the Japarizzi Tarot, this card yep. is in, it's not called the Emperor. It's actually called War. Okay. <laughs> and Trust it me. actually shows two warring factions on the card. So the reversal of it says the immediate step, the immediate future is about retreating or ending the war. And mm. the fact that that Ten of Swords came up plus the Seven of Swords shows us that probably a lot of the enemy, a lot of where this war or this battlefield resides is in the work situation, especially with your husband. Um, And Mm -hmm. 
And the emperor card is about taking ownership and responsibility. It's about having the discipline and stepping into the role of saying the buck stops here and I have to be the one to make the final decisions, even if those decisions are difficult. Just like the emperor, you know, of a kingdom sometimes has to make the difficult decision. Well, we're going to have to raise taxes a little bit in order to make sure everybody's having, you know, good roads or something. Um, So the reversal of it, reversals, especially of major cards, can show fear and resistance. So we have to move beyond the fear and resistance of taking responsibility, of stepping into the role. Now, the fact that this is the emperor, which is the archetypal father, could point to a male figure which says we need to be more, you know, adamant about kind of encouraging, if not pushing your husband to step up to the plate, take a little more responsibility here to deal with this situation that has been gone ongoing and creates more and more difficulty and stress for us. Um, But it also means you taking on the responsibility of saying this needs to happen because we can't, it's like saying we can't keep fighting this war. You know, our, our resources are depleted. (laughs) Um, I don't have the energy. I don't have the fight left in me and Mm -hmm. something needs to be done. If we do that, when we go to the long-term card, because it's progressive, Mm -hmm. if we do that, the long-term card is the Knight of Cups. And that shows us where things, because these were pulled specifically around finances, that shows us that our finances start to flow better, that we start to be able to regain trust. Knight of Cups is very much about trust. And Mm -hmm. right now, we can't trust. I would say even to some extent you can't trust your husband because it's like you keep dealing with this person and maybe he makes promises or has conversations with this person that obviously you're not there for and then you deal with a lot of the fallout. And we need to reestablish trust in the relationship, which means your husband has to start stepping up to the plate to be more like that emperor and say, okay, I've got to take responsibility of this. I've got to take ownership of this and make this better rather than risking not only losing finances and maybe my job, but also my relationship (laughs) versus I'm going to deal with the situation that is creating strain and stress on my finances and relationships. So I don't lose those two things, even if it means I have to step away from or lose this one other thing. Mm -hmm. But Knight of Cups is a nice card to see here because it does show the potential or the ability to move towards finances being in a much more calm, flowing kind of place, Uh, meaning that even though we spend, it comes back in and there's this nice, gentle flow and we can just trust we'll have what we need. Um, So I think the big thing at this point is the weight of the strain and the stress and the anxiety, especially that this other person from the job situation creates on the finances, is what has to be dealt with now or sooner rather than later. Um, I would say before your wheel year kicks in so that you can actually start experiencing and making changes that you know will be able to last rather than get thwarted because this other person comes in and becomes the cog in the wheel even yep. though you were, because some of the things you said you've been doing, you've been doing all the right things, but if there's an outside force that comes in and disrupts what we've been doing, all the right things still aren't going to create what we want until that thing is completely removed and doesn't have the chance Most to negatively influence and impact. Yeah. 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 
I've been really um, putting this on the table for about six months. Good. And you're right. You do get tired, you know, of like a yeah. battle. But yeah. Yep. But that's well, right. and, and it right and it may and it may be that you know at this point something has to give or or there has to be more. Uh, it's almost like um, there there has to be a more valuable consequence mm-hmm. for your husband to realize this is about. So, you know, it, it's not just saying you've got to deal with this person, you've got to deal with this situation. It may be about saying, I don't know how much longer I can go on with this if you're not going to deal with that. Said that. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Said that. So the the reverse emperor card, that war card, says we don't want you engaged in this battle for more than for for more than three more months. So okay. there you can actually give kind of an ultimatum or a timeline, like to your husband, and say, you know, you've got until March to have this dealt with and done, and mm-hmm. hopefully maybe encouraging him to find another job in the next three months. <laughs> basically, I would love that. I would love <laughs> that. Know. Well, been there for eight years. I would say I would say to to push that and to even make it kind of a very consequential ultimatum kind of thing, not just a. Do you ever think about changing jobs? It's more about uh, you no. need to change jobs. This needs to happen in the next three months, and here's why. And then you lay out very specific consequences if it doesn't. That could be very challenging for him. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Food for the yeah, I've got a lot to this the this the last year has for me has just been a real challenge with this you said nine I was listening to and what a challenge this year's been. Yes. But you letting but go see, of, of a lot. Right. But you see that nine that nine was about it needs to come to an end. Absolutely. You know, so so we're moving into the year where it says this can go on no longer. It has to come yeah. to a close. Yeah, yeah. I do, I agree. And the Ten of Wands says that you are completely burned out. You're completely exhausted. You mm-hmm. may be feeling oppressed in some ways, but yeah. it's just that, that yeah. weight of feeling drained and completely burned and burned out by mm-hmm. what's been going on, how it's been going on, having promise after promise made and it not being lived up to, mm-hmm. et cetera. You can't yeah. go on like that any longer. Ten of Wands says we're, we're at our breaking point. And that's why I was kind of... I, I don't want to blame... You know, I, because I, I do look at myself, probably I look at myself more than I do other people. You know, where is this pattern in me? You know, do I make promises and I don't keep them? You know what I mean? I've really been doing that. Well, that's that fine. That tiring, too. <laughs> well, sure. But that's because the, the, anything we do to an excess is yeah. draining and tiring. So it's And I good think I have done that to an excess, yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. it's time to say, okay, wait, I've looked at myself. I've wow. made changes that I have control over making. Yeah. You know, I I've made attempts getting a cheaper washer, etc. But oh, yeah. that doesn't mean it's all on your shoulders. And that's where that 10 of wands reminds us, yes, you've done your part, but yeah. you're also bearing the load of either you seeing or other people somehow seeing or putting on you the responsibility that isn't yours. And so now yeah. you've done your your internal looking and work. It's okay to look externally. It's not because we're looking externally just to blame in order to, no. to, to not take responsibility for ourselves. But we can say, I've done my part. 
now I can look outward and say, but this I have no control over, yet this still is a negative thing, and therefore this uh-huh. is what needs to change or go away. Yeah. And so, yeah. and the Seven of Swords, you know, in some ways the Seven of Swords says we're going to come in, we have to come in and play dirty. And that's why I was kind of like uh-huh. putting it as we have to say, here's the consequences, here's my ultimatum. Yeah. It's three months, you know, where I'm out of here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's not, yeah. yeah, it's not cards about, playing it soft and easy and coddling and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but I would stay focused on what can come out of doing that is that Knight of Cups. Mm-hmm. And that's especially great to see the positive result that can come for your relationship. Even if it's difficult in the moment for kind of pushing this thing to happen, but what will come out of that will be everybody is going to be happier. The relationship is going to be in a better place. And so there's a lot of positive things to focus on with that as a long-term card, even if getting there is a bit difficult or unpleasant or uncomfortable. Okay. Thank you for your time. You're I've welcome. I've listened to your show before, but I'm a first-time caller, so thanks for oh. this. This is cool. Well, thank you, and thanks for being willing to call in. Enjoy your California warm weather. Ours will end here soon. (laughs) Well, well, enjoy your Maine warm weather, apparently. Thank Uh, you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. So let's go ahead and, well, that took a little bit of time. We're going to take another quick break. We've got one more caller from area code 630. So if you're listening from area code 630, then be prepared because you will be next as soon as we come back. And that will be in just a couple of minutes. So think about that question 630 and we will talk to you on the other side of this break.
You're listening to LIVE On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts. And your host for today is myself, Hi C. I am host of Revolution on the second Sundays and Amethyst with a Queer... Uh, what am I saying? The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist on the second Tuesdays. Uh, and this is our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to receive a reading live on the air. You can find archives as well as information about upcoming shows at blogtalkradio.com slash live. You can hear previous episodes of all of our shows on iTunes. And you can find out more about me and um, information as well as contact information for setting up a private session in person or by FaceTime, Skype, or phone at tarotbyhighc.net. So we're going to go ahead to our next caller, and this is someone who is calling from area code 630. Oh. Hi. Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Mia, and I'm calling from Florida. Well, welcome, Mia. Thanks for calling in. What is it that we could look at for you today? Um, for year 2016, what does my finance look like? And what's the day and month of your birth? 412. All right. Well, all these Aries calling in. Just had somebody who was 4-6. Um, uh-huh. So 4-12... All right. So if you were listening earlier, you know that I use your birth dates to calculate a year card and a year number. That shows us the overall energy theme focus for a year, and year means birthday to birthday. Um, what you'll be going into on your birthday in April is a seven year. Um, seven is a number of commitment. So it can indicate that this is a year. It's also about um, stepping back and taking a look at the bigger picture. So you really want to step back and say, okay, what do my finances look like overall? Where do I want to see them going? And am I heading in the right direction for that to happen? And also the commitment aspect says how, where, and to what am I committing my both my finances to, as well as my attention and energy towards creating the kind of financial situation that I would like. Those things that are not part of that commitment or don't seem to support that goal or direction, it is key to stop putting energy or finances or anything else towards those things that distract or take away from. Um, seven is also corresponds to the chariot card. So you are likely to see things really pick up speed in the coming year. Um, There is a sense that things will happen or come along quickly. So you want to grab them and run with them when they're in front of you. You can't take time to think about them before deciding whether to say yes or not. So kind of trust or go with your gut a little more. Um, And also don't, don't expect things to just wait around for you versus you have to jump on them the moment that they are available. Uh, it doesn't mean other opportunities may not come. It just means we don't know when, but just be ready to grab and run with things uh, rather than to take them slowly or to take time thinking about them. 
Um, it's a great career year, so I would really put a lot of emphasis on um, career path, career goals. Um, this can be a year where we may see uh, ourselves getting on the fast track in some way. We may see things speeding up and really zooming ahead career-wise or um, just in general things that we do or things that we're involved in are probably likely to happen uh, quickly uh, or to develop quickly. Um, mm, so like a new career can po possibly happen? It, it, would be, it would be, yes, it would be a great year for um, uh, going after a new career. Um, and there is a sense with the chariot card, it says we have to be in the driver's seat. So you have to be proactive in making things happen. You have to be the driving force and you have to be the one who is determining when, where and how. So anything or anyone that wants you to make a detour or that would distract you or take you off of the path or the goal that you're moving towards, you need to say no to rather than try to make accommodation for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so if you were driving from Florida to California and somebody said, ooh, can I get a ride with you? Be like, oh, yeah, sure, fine. If you're going to California, get in. We'll split the gas. Um, and then halfway through the trip, they're like, could we just pop up to Minnesota so I could drop something off at my grandparents' house? It'll just take an extra day or two out of our trip. Then you would say no. You would say, I can drop you off at the bus station. You can find your own way for where you need to be going, but I'm not going to alter my path or direction or goal in order to detour and accommodate somebody else's path or goal. And that's going to be very, very important in the coming year, that you stay on mm -hmm. track and that you don't try to accommodate other people at the expense of continuing to move in the direction that you need to be going. Um, so when we look to the cards specifically for the question about your financial situation, obviously that cherry card says it's a great career year and therefore uh, moving into or going after a new career path or a new career goal is going to likely turn out successfully for you and probably would positively impact your financial situation. Um, the first card that comes up is the Four of Cups reversed. Whenever I say reversed, it means the card's upside down. Um, Four of Cups reversed. So uh, one thing I will say, I have five cards here. All five of them are reversed. Now, one thing that that can indicate is fear and resistance. So this is a year where you have to push past whatever fear or resistance you have and say, I'm just going to go for this. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to have the confidence and courage to step up and to face it head on and not feel intimidated and to not back down, even though there may be challenges involved. Yeah. Um, and I've been working at it. Well, that's good. Um, this This would say that you're moving into a year that's going to allow you to see the results of the work you've been doing to try to overcome those things. And if you put that into action, you will see successful and positive results from it. So the more confident you are, the more courageous you are, the more willing you are to step out there and to step up and to just go after things and put yourself out there, the more successful you're going to find yourself being. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Four of Cups reversed says it's time to start stirring the waters. We can't keep just floating. Um, it also says something that has been kind of in the sidelines is now right in front of us, and it's time for us to see it, grab it, and run with it. So if there has been uh, a, a, a possible job opportunity that has been mentioned by someone, this is the time to follow up with them, to pursue that, to to inquire about that. If there has been something that you have been thinking about doing but haven't really put a lot of action towards, it's time to start doing that. Um, you can't keep floating any longer. You have to start stirring the waters in order to see what else there is rather than waiting and waiting and waiting around for something to magically appear without you doing anything. So put your feelers out there. Ask people if they know about job opportunities. Send your resume off to places you would love to work. Um, you know, when you introduce yourself to people, introduce themselves saying, and they ask you, oh, what do you do? Instead of saying, I'm uh, such and such at the company that you work at now, say, I'm... Um, I'm going to be or I'm uh, – use the title that you want to be, even if you're not in the position. And then if they say, oh, well, where are you working? And you can just say, well, uh, it, that's what I do, and right now I'm looking for something that's going to help move me forward in that career. So instead of saying I'm a receptionist at such and such company, when somebody says, oh, what do you do? Say, I'm a marketing director. Oh, where are you working? Well, I'm looking for the place that I would really, I feel would really help me to to move that kind of career forward, because they're going to remember you as a marketing director, and when they hear that, they may go, Oh, you know, I know a company that's looking for a marketing director. But if you introduce yourself as a receptionist, they're not going to know you want to be a marketing director, so they would never mention that opportunity. So stir that. That's what I mean by stirring the waters. Because things will rise to the surface if we actually stir things up. If we don't do anything, things stay buried out of sight. The Six of Pentacles reversed comes up as well. And this says you have to stop making compromises. So go after what you want and ask for what you want. Now, this if we talk about finances just in general, this also says that you may be not making the wisest decisions about how you spend and save money and that you have to start getting that under better control so that you aren't making compromises like, well, I would like to have a new car, but I can't really afford it. I know if I stopped having Starbucks every day, I could put that money aside and within six months be able to afford the down payment for a new car, but I can't give up my Starbucks. And the Six of Pentacles reverse says we have to stop making excuses and compromises that are getting in the way of us being able to actually uh, move forward or make the kind of changes or progress we would like in our financial situation. Um, but in job situations, which obviously are very related to finances, um, the Six of Pentacles reversed says we have to stop compromising or over-negotiating, which means we negotiate down below where it is that we felt we wanted to be at. It's okay to go in and say, I want you know $80,000 knowing I would be fine if I made $70,000. So if I go in and ask for $80,000, they could take 10% off of that and come back and say, well, we'll offer you 72. We can come in 10% less than what you're asking for. You'd be like, oh, okay. And now you're actually making $2,000 more than what you wanted. So but but if they said well we could we could give you 65 
then you say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go below 70. And then they may come back and say, oh, okay, well, we can work some things out. We can go up to 70, so that'll be fine. So don't overcompromise or negotiate yourself out of or below what it is that you actually wanted to be at. Um, this also says probably that there are some, either there's credit card debt or there are loans or something that we need to get better control of. Whether we need to consolidate mm-hmm. some things or we need to focus on how do I pay these down as quickly as possible. So I'm going to put everything, you know, other than minimum payments to something I'm, for the one, it's like the lowest balance, get that paid off as quickly as possible. So you can apply whatever you're using there towards the next thing and get that paid off as quickly as possible. We need to be more focused, more kind of pinpointed as to how we go about that rather than spreading things out. So we can make minimum payments, like let's say we have five credit cards with balances. We can make minimum payments on four of them and put more towards the one that has the lowest balance so it gets paid off in, say, three months or whatever, however you can work that out. Because once that's paid off, you can apply that towards the next lowest one to start paying that off. Um, But we need to do that rather than um, spreading our finances too thin, if you will. Um, and, you know, Page of Pentacles is here reversed as well. This tells us, one, it's time to come up with some very realistic goals for ourselves in the coming year, as well as a very realistic and manageable budget and plan. And so, you know, use 2016 and the beginning of 2016 to really sit down and come up with that kind of budget. That's where I was like, okay, here's the plan. I'm going to pay off the lowest balance credit card. So these all get minimum payments. That equals X amount per month. Therefore, I can put this amount towards this other one in order to pay it down faster. So make it realistic and manageable, but also something that you will stick to. Um, Page of Pentacles is also a card of the apprentice. And when you reverse it, it says you have to stop seeing yourself as the apprentice and start seeing yourself as the expert. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be the expert in something. It just means I can do this on my own rather than I have. So I don't have to go in at a junior level. I have to stop seeing myself as a junior level kind of person and start setting a higher goal, setting a higher bar for myself and go after something that is higher. Is this is this something that you've been considering in terms of making a career change or a job change, but um, going after something that you feel is at least upward progress or is beyond where you're at now rather than just a lateral move into something that's basically the same, just at a different company? Um, No, I'm looking into um, different areas altogether. Um, Well, well, that's fine. But when you look at these other areas, you need to look at something that is – that moves you above or beyond what you're already right. at. Not just right. I'll go to this over here, but it'll still just be the same pay level or it'll still just be the same um, position level. But yeah. push yourself right. to look for something more. Even though it's new, doesn't mean that you have to start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So trust the experience. This is where reversing page of Pentacles says, I'm no longer the apprentice. Trust the experience you have. Trust the knowledge you have gained, even if it's in something different, and use that as reason enough 
to go after something more. Um, in the short term, which is the next one to three months, we have the reversed hermit card, which says we have to come out of the cave. So your 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 best time for getting out in the world and seeing what other opportunities there are and putting yourself out there is in the next three months. Um, so really make a concerted effort to be locating opportunities, to be sending resumes out, to be talking to people, to be letting people know that you're looking and what you're looking for um, over the next couple of months, because that's going to be very, mm -hmm. very key to to making a successful change, because that's going to set the stage, because the next three months will put you right up to April, and April is when you'll shift into the seven and the chariot year, and so that's going to be setting the stage for everything to suddenly start picking up speed and happening and moving you forward as you move into the next year after your birthday. And then the long-term card is the Queen of Swords reversed. And what kind of things are you wanting to move into? I want to get into the healthcare. I'm in business now. Okay. So, what doing what in healthcare? I um I haven't been able to pass the nursing board, so that's. Um, as long as I, as soon as I pass it, I'll be able to get a job um, as a registered nurse. Okay, so the reason I ask that is because the long-term card with the Queen of Swords reversed. Mm -hmm. One that says we want to move away from business. Uh, Queen of Swords is all about business, um, and so things like um, you know a very business corporate environment, a high-tech environment. Um, even moving away from things that are academic type of environment and that kind of thing. If you go into healthcare, the reversal of the Queen of Swords would tell me that you probably wouldn't work necessarily in a hospital environment and that you would find um, better opportunity and better success outside of that kind of environment. So whether it's, um, you know, working in home with people uh, or uh, in smaller places like uh um, an assisted living facility or, uh, you know, a hospice or those kinds of things, but not in big hospital environments. So I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. focus on that. Mm, yeah. And some of that you may be able to start doing even before you get your certification. Like as a volunteer, yeah. Yeah, because that will help to, like, get your foot in the door. It helps you to start making connections. Um, it helps to show what you can do. And it may be that doing some of those things in that environment actually supports you in passing your certification better because you get real-world experience, um, which then translate over to being able to pass certain tests or whatever a little easier because you'll you'll just you'll have the working knowledge of it rather than just the book knowledge. Right. When is the next time that you'll take the test? Um in January. And how often is the test offered? Um well, once we fail, they give us 3 months to take it. So if you don't pass in January, then you can take it again in April? 
Yeah, I can take it. Well, um, right, I can take it again and again and again. Right, but, but it would be I don't want months. to do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I well, you know, get it over with. Yeah, for a variety of reasons, I would actually. I mean, there's. It's it costs money to take the test, and it's um, then it's like starting over, back to studying, back to to. Um, right. um, square one. Well, if if you are not locked into taking it in January, I would encourage you to wait and take it closer to around your birthday, closer to that seven year um, when it kicks in in April. Um, and I can you, take it again in April if I don't pass it in January. Well, I was just trying to save you the money. It's like if you, uh-huh. if, you, if you don't take it in January, then you don't have to pay to take it, and therefore you can wait and use that money to pay for it in April. Um, you know, because the next few months, I would say to focus on maybe looking to see someplace, find someplace where you might be able to volunteer or something, because even just doing that for a few months will enhance the the studying. So you don't have to do as much studying in a book, but you can get kind of on-the-job training and then apply that to taking the test and the knowledge that you need for the test. Um, but if it's possible, I would say to skip the January date and maybe wait until March or April to take the next test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the dates, um, they're pretty open. Um, once, once you're qualified, then you can take it at any time. So, because the, the card that I pulled for mm-hmm. taking the test itself is the Queen of mm-hmm. Cups reverse. So that would say, because Queen of Cups would re- correspond to Pisces. And so the reversal would say after Pisces. So Pisces is oh, okay. um, is basically mm-hmm. February 20th to March 20th. So mm-hmm. if we look yeah. at that as after Pisces, then okay. it puts us right into April. So that's why, um, plus because we have Mercury retrograde all through January, which isn't the best time to be doing like a test or something. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I was saying if it's possible, if we can put it off, I would just use the next three months to maybe volunteer and to get a little on-the-job training and that kind of thing, and then focus more on April and kind of do it in that uh, time, um, mm-hmm. which may be a better time and a more successful time for you to be able to take it. Because that will be like, taking the test puts fuel in the chariot. So you move into your chariot, your seven year, and all of a sudden everything starts to pick up speed and move forward very quickly. And so I would see it as it would all happen very quickly. It's like, Oh, it may be the place that you're volunteering says, Oh, once you get certified, you know, let us know because we would then want to talk to you about, you know, possible job opportunities here. Um, And so I think that all of that will suddenly snowball very quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think that taking it in January is the key. I think that waiting until after Pisces, waiting until that April time frame is more key to you being able to successfully pass the test and then seeing a lot of other things start to happen very quickly as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Any questions about okay. any of that? Um. So... Um, I I will have more success than after the Pisces. That's yes. what the cards are showing. Right, 
And a lot of that mm-hmm. is probably because it's it's after Pisces, which is April, is when your birthday is, and that's when you really move into your seven year and your chariot year, and that's when everything really starts to kick into mm-hmm. high gear. Mhm. All right. Mhm. Okay. Sounds All right. good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Enjoy the rest of the day. Oh, you too. All right. All right. So now we are going to move to our next caller. And this is someone calling from area code 206. Are you there, caller in area code 206? Hello, hi, C. Yes. Hello. Who is this? What's your name and where are you calling from? I can this hear you. This is your old friend, Drew, from Seattle, Washington. Well, hello, Drew. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks Thank for calling in. <laughs> well, what I is know I, I messaged you about, about doing a reading, and I thought, well, what the heck, I'll just call in and do it all in once. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So what is it that you would like for us to look at for you? Well, um, I don't know how much backstory you want me to go into benefit listeners, but I think you already know a lot of my relationship backstories. So um, the long story short is I think I've finally moved past the person I had been stuck on for many, many years, and now I've met someone new, and I'm trying to figure out what this new person represents, whether it's something different or a repeat of old patterns, I guess, for to put it in simplest terms. All right. Uh, what's the day and month of your birth? Uh, September 12th. All right. All right. So, that tells us a couple of things um, based on your birth date for your year. Uh, on the one hand, your number for the year is 11, which is a master number. Um, and that shows us that this is a year for focusing on or for things starting to move towards or take on a higher dimension, a more spiritual dimension. Um, 11 breaks down to a two, so it is a year of relationships. Um, and it can be about relationships that move to the next level or relationships that represent a new or a next level in the experience of relationships for you. Um, 11 corresponds to the justice card. And the justice card, on the one hand, is about things coming into balance. Sometimes people call the justice card the card of karma. So it's it's kind of like um, we're now going to reap some of the, like in Buddhism, we would say that, that the karmic seeds are ripening. So we're it's a year where we may start to see the ripening of efforts that we have been making or doing um, that were the seeds we were planting that are now coming into being. So if you've been doing personal work and if you've been working on moving towards new relationship experiences, different kind of relationship experience, this would be a uh-huh. year when we would see the karma of that, when we would see that kind of ripening and coming into being. So relationships that are developing during this year are very much tied to the ripening of those karmic seeds. 
Um, okay. It it the justice card can be kind of nice in this regard because it says it's it's a year where we get what is right, what is fair. Um, you know, it's 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 like the judge ruling in our favor, if you will. Okay. But that's only if we come in and we present evidence that we have done the right thing. Right. So. <laughs> As long as you have been able to show to the universe that you've been doing the right thing in terms of working on yourself and being ready for this kind of relationship experience, this will be the year when you actually enter into or have that kind of relationship experience. The And the, the sword of justice sometimes is about cutting things away, but it's clean, quick, and efficient. So it says, make sure that if there is anything that still lingers from the past that we go in like surgically cutting it away so that we don't let it linger we don't take our time cutting it away where it's very painful and that kind of thing we just say you know this is still dangling and i'm just going to go in and go and it's done so and and it may be painful in that moment but it'll heal much Uh more quickly and cleanly when we do it that way than if we like are slowly sawing it away, you know, and wallowing in the pain and that kind of thing. So it bodes well for relationship experiences during this year. Well, this new Um, person I met, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, This new person, I think, helps show me that it finally was, it finally made that clean cut from the previous one I had been attached to for so long. And made me also want to focus on myself and new experiences. And I finally felt deep down that I was done with my romantic attachment to the to the previous one that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, well, but that, so, that's good. Uh, although then I don't know how much baggage I'm carrying from that previous experience. I'm almost afraid of new ones. Where am I? Like I said, am I going to just fall into the same thing? Get get emotionally attached to someone where there's there's an emotional intimacy, but not the romance there like I've seen to do in the past. So, well, but this this is also where the cutting comes in because it says mm-hmm. you now have a much more acute awareness of what uh-huh. that looks like in yourself, what that feels like, so that you can recognize when that is happening, and you okay. can you could if you see it happening then you could cut it off a lot sooner so that it doesn't have a chance to take root and become something more difficult, more painful, more long-lasting than it needs to be. But it also means you don't have to live in a constant state of, I'm always looking for that. Because Uh if we're always looking for something, at some point we're going to convince ourselves that we've identified it. And then we start getting this self-fulfilling prophecy and that kind of thing. So don't right. don't live according to the fear of, but just know you already have the experience with it so that if it does come up, you'll be able to recognize when it's there, but you're not going to constantly okay. be worried about and looking for it. Okay. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, um yeah, it's it's a dilemma where do I want to? Is it should I? Am I acting out of fear, or but then do I lose out on opportunities, or or is this, or, is this, or is it not really an opportunity? But like I said, a, so, a repeat. So of you, you 
you won't miss out on opportunity if you use this year to say yes to opportunities that come along. Okay. Because saying yes doesn't mean you're setting yourself up for failure or pain or whatever. It means you're simply okay. setting yourself up to be able to take advantage of an opportunity that has come. And then okay. if at some point you recognize some uh, pattern or whatever from that, that you, you can recognize because of what you've been through previously, then right. you can make sure that you cut that off. And it doesn't mean you have to necessarily cut the relationship away. It means you may right, be right. quicker to identify, I'm starting to act in this way. I'm starting to fall into an old habit or pattern, and I need to cut right. that off now maybe by asking the other person to help me not fall into that pattern okay. and to know that's, what that yeah, looks like. What, what I wondered how how to be the other person or, or in depth. And the example of one dilemma, I don't know if this is going to come to pass or not. I, I almost got the feeling that this other person was interested in me being roommates. <laughs> and so I'm almost wondering if at some point I will be asked to be roommates and then I'll have to decide you know, you know, is that because that's what happened the last time? I got, you know, your roommates. You feel close. You feel intimate. You hang out all the time. It almost feels like a quasi relationship, but then it wasn't romantic. And so, so then I would have, you know, then I wonder should I tell this person like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't be roommates with you because I it would be too easy for me <laughs> to attach to you that way or well, but or that, whatnot that, or and that would be that would be a very key important thing for you to do because that would be cutting it off so it doesn't become what happened before. And it doesn't mean you have to stop being friends with that person. It means I'm not going to repeat the same pattern of becoming roommates with someone that created confusion for me in the past. And so by, by not allowing that to happen, it means one, we can continue this friendship and see where it goes from there because there is no confusion because we're not roommates. Right. Or right. if that's the only goal or end game or whatever that this other person had, you saying no to being roommates, they'll drift away, which means you right. now are not stuck in a situation like that again. And you can... Right quickly and more immediately begin looking to see what other opportunities there are for you rather than to find yourself trapped or stuck in a situation that's far more difficult to deal with or get out of. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, The cards that came up specifically for this person, so uh, the card for you is the Emperor, um, which is nice okay. because that shows that there has been a maturing process and that there is a sense of I'm now willing to take ownership and responsibility for myself, my life, and the way things are in my kingdom, if you will. Right, um, right. The card for this other person is the Five of Cups. Now, there, this can say, one, that this person may also have hesitancy around opening themselves up to other people because they have been through hurt or loss or heartbreak before. And okay, they may yeah. and, and five of cups often suggests they haven't been able to fully step away from it and they continue to define or identify themselves by what has happened before. Okay. So 
you know, that would mean take some time, but it also means we have the opportunity to show them that the glass can be half full rather than always half empty. Okay, um, yeah. But you think of Five of Cups as clinging to the past, and it says that this could be an opportunity to show them that the future and the present, the the future doesn't have to look like the past. Everybody isn't going to end up being like someone before or an experience before. Um, and what's interesting about... Maybe that's about, where we're both at then. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, but I think that you're yeah. further along the path of that understanding and realization so you have the opportunity to be able to kind of lead them to that understanding because you have already arrived there to some extent right which means you are in a more empathetic place with them because you can have more patience with them you can understand how they're feeling or what they're reacting to or what they're going through and that kind of thing versus somebody who doesn't so Right. That that shows that, but it also, you know, certainly calls into importance the idea of taking things slowly and and right. having that patience and looking for the indications of the similarities because that's going to be a very interesting connecting point for the two of you. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly I certainly have to say you're you're spot on as usual. Um this this person's significantly younger than me, as you probably it sounds like you're already getting from that. So less you know, certainly less life experience. So um, um but yeah. And, so, and the the relationship card is the six of swords. Now, that's a nice card to see here because if nothing else well, there's a couple of things. Six of Swords is a card that represents travel or forward movement and progress. So it does show that this relationship seems to be something that is progress or is moving, you know, you moving forward rather than just moving backwards or being stuck in the same thing over and over. Um, It's also a card that... Six of Swords can say we are making progress, but we still carry a lot of baggage with us. That's true. Okay. But the fact that it came up in the relationship position shows us that both of you are carrying baggage, which in some ways means, I'll go back to, you can understand each other better. It's not like one person is free and clear of baggage and the other person has a lot of baggage, so it's really hard for each of you to relate to the other because the one who has all of the baggage will look at the other person and be like, you don't understand what I'm dealing with. You don't understand how this is effective. You don't understand what I've been through. And the person who's free and clear is like, get over it already. You know, come on. It's like, but the fact that both of you have that baggage says, oh, I get it. Your baggage is feeling a little heavy right now. I understand what that feels right. like. I can be a little more empathetic and patient and compassionate with you. Um, right. And Six of Swords is the card. It, it, it's the card that represents the healing process, and it represents okay. that we don't have to, nor are we navigating through the healing process alone. And that's why I would come back to what I was emphasizing before. There's something that each of you seem to have to offer that props the other one up, that helps the other 
move forward mm-hmm. in their their healing process or or just in their growth process. Right. Um, okay. It doesn't have to mean that this is the end all be all one and only forever relationship, but it does show it's right. a very significant relationship for both of you in growth and in making forward um, progress and evolution in terms of your relationship experiences and where it will take you either in this relationship or moving you to where you need to be in order for the next relationship experience that is awaiting you. Okay. So it's it's serving a very important function for both of you. Right. And it's a very vital experience for both of you to be in. And right now, you're both in the same boat. And so we want you to just enjoy being in the boat together rather than worrying about where the boat's going to end up. Right. (laughs) Okay. I I, I wouldn't encourage moving in together. You would or would not? Would not at this time. Okay. Right. Um, Because... Because if you're both working through things, it's like somebody who's coming and saying, well, I have a house full of furniture. And then you say, and I have a house full of furniture. Well, let's just get a house right. together and put all of our furniture in there. And now you have two houses worth of furniture all trying to be crammed into one house. Right. Uh, and <laughs> that, you know, so and until we have pared that down, <laughs> um, right. it's better for us to just continue to operate in our own spaces so we have our own spaces to go to and continue to integrate and operate together. And at some point we may find that we're at a place where we're willing to, you know, I loved this bed, but I'm willing to sell it so that I can move in. You know, really what it would hopefully end up being is that you would both say, I'm going to sell my house and all of my furniture, and we're going to move into a house together and fill it with new furniture that represents new beginnings and a new, you know, rather than the baggage of the old from one or and or the other coming in and taking right. up space. But you're not at that place yet. So I wouldn't okay, move in yeah. together at this point, but I do see this relationship as being very important for growth and progress mm-hmm. and evolution for both of you emotionally and in relationship experience for you. Okay. That's good to know because I know he's looking for, I know he's looking for a roommate and I think he has prospects for some other one because he wants to get a nicer place and combine incomes, you could get moved. I think his are more for practical reasons. He wants a roommate, whereas uh, he's he's kind of probing me last night a little bit. Well, would I consider this or consider moving? And I said, well, I don't need a roommate. I'm happy being by myself. I said the only reason I would want one would be for a relationship type reason, either an intimate friend or uh, you know or romance. <laughs> so I, I think I've kind of told him that would be my motivation for having a roommate. Maybe that alone would be enough to say, well, maybe he's not. <laughs> or or maybe he'd want a relationship. I don't know. Well, you know, but... Um, well, but I think... But, but, but moving in together, even under those circumstances or conditions, is not going to be conducive uh, to the other type of relationship that can develop here. So right, I, right. I would just I would say, and he may have just been, you know, fielding the offer just to see what your thought was about that, yeah, but, not, yeah. but not overly worried. If you said no, it's like, oh, that's fine. I have other people I've been considering, but I thought I would at least see if that was something you were interested in. Um, right. But Yeah, he didn't way, even go that far. He was just asking my opinions on, <laughs> on yeah. living so situations. So. Th- this, would, this would encourage you to just 
slowly allow the relationship itself to continue to develop in whatever way it does, and that doesn't mean right. moving in together. Okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I would lean. The, the the teenage, you know, heartbeat excitement part of me would be tempting to want to do that, but the the grown up part of me says no, that's you know, well, that could be a trap, so emotionally. It, Yes, it's not really the well grown up. You know, it's 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 the evolved part of you because you've been through this experience, so you don't need to set up. And if you had listened earlier in the show, although I don't think you had called in at that point, um, I had talked about 2016 general, which is a nine year, and you can go back and listen to it in the archives if you want to hear the whole thing. But um, it, it's a okay. year of uh, recognizing habits and patterns and what no longer serves us and not falling into them unconsciously and um, right. breaking old habits and patterns in order for something new to be able to grow and uh, develop in ourselves and in our lives um, rather than just finding ourselves in this never-ending, repeating loop of the same thing over and over right. again. And 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 the phrases, for example, the phrases that you would find yourself saying if you haven't been doing that are things like at some point in the year you'd be like, I knew this was going to happen or I knew this was going to end up no. this way, you know, no, and that shows us that we were falling into habits and patterns that we know aren't right for us, but we don't want to actively work to avoid or change. So right. since you've already been able to learn from a previous pattern or previous experience, we don't need to allow it to repeat. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't want to. I, I, I would rather make the tough decision rather than the tempting decision to, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather that, you know, the, if, if it's the, the right thing to do is the hard thing to do, I'd find. I'm, I, I hope that I'd rather do that rather than the, the path of least resistance and the, and the, the fun fun way to go or whatever. Right. Well, Look and it's a it. hermit. 2016 is a hermit year, so you do want to still maintain your own cave. You still want to have your own space. Um, and okay, you, yeah. want to, you want to slowly take things one step at a time rather than suddenly right. rushing five or ten steps ahead and then finding out, right. <laughs> I think I might have skipped something or I think that we might have missed right. out on something because we we jumped too fast or we right. jumped over yeah. some other points of development. Uh, so yeah. so certainly we can continue to cultivate this relationship, but you don't have to do that by living together. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And that, I didn't tell you this either, but I mean, it might even be more complicated because we're actually coworkers as well. So I, I feel like that would probably be too much. Um, and have, have, you, have you learned from your previous experience that one complication on top of another doesn't necessarily turn out very well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I would, well, that's that's know. what we're hoping too. But this is the opportunity to say, have I actually learned that? But yeah. Or am I right. going to let myself fall back into an old way of being, even though I know right. it's not good or it's not healthy or it probably won't turn out well? And then right, later right. on, oh, woe is me. This is so painful. Oh, why am I in this situation? Right, yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. Well, and he's very young. He's looking to date, I think, other people at some point and need more people his age. So, I mean, I, you know, I think it's obviously not ripe for romance at this time, if, if ever. I don't know. 
But so I think that helps at least makes me not <laughs> want to fall into the imagination, my imaginary. Does it makes me not want to create an imaginary romance? <laughs> hopefully, right. so. Well, and and the good thing is, this you have this chance now to say I'm not going to let that happen. You haven't moved right. in. You haven't any of that. So use this as your cautionary right. tale from before to say, okay, let me right. make a better decision. And that's where the justice card comes in for you because it says, let me remain objective and let me remain logical okay. and rational and analytical. Let me not let heart rule. Let me let the head rule right. in the way that I look right. at and make decisions about things. Um, and by doing that, you will maintain better balance and you will find that ter- things end up turning out much more in your favor. Okay. Yeah, I'm always the battling the head and the heart. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to well, be this, battling because it shouldn't no, be a battle. But. Well, but th- this is a year where the head is much more the, the prevalent voice. Okay. And we, yeah. need, we need to stay there and honor that and not let emotion override that and cause us to do right. things that we know will end up painfully or whatever because we have previous experience. It's just like being the judge in the justice card. Uh If you were the judge and you were faced with these two situations and they both presented (laughs) the evidence of them, would you look at the evidence from the previous situation and then look at the new situation and say, you know, based on the evidence from this other situation, I'm going to rule in the favor of you should move in together. You would say, no, (laughs) you know, if we look at this (laughs) objectively based on the evidence presented, then we need to navigate through this new one differently than we did the old. Okay, one. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I just feel like there could it could turn out like the old one. Like that opportunity could be there if I if I'm not aware of it. <laughs> well, but you um, are aware of it, and so therefore, yeah, let's so not find ways to blind ourselves or deny that awareness just to right, come up right. with some flimsy justification for right. doing <laughs> okay yeah that, that that definitely helps good oh. <laughs> well thanks for calling in yeah thank you uh, I hope to see you at the convention in February so. well if, if you are going to be there then we will likely see each other that is that is my intention so excellent yeah, all right. Well, thank you for your time and, and help as always. You're more than welcome, and Happy New Year. Thanks. See you, too. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye now. Bye. And so that's going to bring us to the close of this month's on-air call-in show. And I want to thank everyone for listening, and I certainly want to thank everybody who was willing to call in and share a bit of their reading and their life with everyone listening as well. Um, I encourage you to check us out as we move into the new year. All of the shows that are here, which are going to now be under the SoulVox Live uh, banner and name, uh, SoulVox, giving voice to the soul. That's our little tagline for that. SoulVox is our new name, and we're looking forward to expanding on the shows that we have, um, adding some new voices to the mix, and we certainly look forward to having you join us, and we would love to hear from you anytime. Um, you can find our Facebook page, 
uh, and uh, let us know what's on your mind, what questions you have, what you'd like to hear on shows, um, what thoughts you have about something you heard on a show. My name is Hi C. You can find me at tarotbyhighc.net. You can email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash tarotbyhighc. And I am happy to hear from you, to answer any questions you have about set private sessions and services that I offer. And I am always happy to set up a session if you would like to do some more in-depth work uh, or have a reading um, whether it's in person or by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. So do feel free to get in touch with me. Enjoy your holiday. Have an amazing New Year's week. And we will look forward to being with you in the new year here on SoulVox. And until then, may 2016 be nothing but blessings and lessons in gratitude for us all. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows LIVE on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows LIVE. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Thank you.